Good afternoon, and please join me in welcoming our television and webcast uh, viewers to today's program. My name is Jennifer Sloan. I'm the president of the Canadian Club of Toronto, and we thank our viewing audience for joining us today. The Canadian Club has a long history as the leading current affairs podium in Canada, led by a volunteer board of directors who are dedicated to encouraging open and accessible debate on issues that matter to Toronto, to the province, and to our country. Through our youth and young leaders programs, diversity partnerships, accessibility commitments, as well as through our media partnerships and social media properties, we provide opportunities for Canadians around the world to engage with leading political, business, and public figures. Thank you for joining our conversation today. Before I formally introduce our speakers, I'd like to tell you about some of our upcoming events this season. On Friday, October 24th, join Mary Simon, past chair of the National Committee on Inuit Education, as she shares her uniquely Canadian journey with education and how she has arrived at an understanding of reconciliation through a 21st century vision of education in Canada's Arctic. And on November 6th, Dr. Edward Brown, founder and CEO of the Ontario Telemedicine Network, one of the largest and most active networks in the world, will be here to discuss his vision for the future of Ontario's healthcare system and the necessity for a one patient, one team, one care plan strategy. For a full listing of the club's upcoming events and to order tickets, please visit our website at canadianclub.org. You can also join the conversation via Twitter and Instagram by following us at CDNCLUBTO or by using that hashtag. I'd like to acknowledge a group of student leaders from Osgoode Hall Law School today. Where are you? Where are Stan? Oh. Welcome. And thank you, Blair Franklin Capital Partners, for sponsoring the Young Leaders Table. Ladies and gentlemen, on your behalf, I'm pleased to introduce this afternoon's guest speaker. Evan Siddell's LinkedIn profile describes him as an experienced senior executive who enjoys working with a strong team in resolving ambiguous challenges. In his new role as president and CEO of the Canadian Housing and Mortgage Corporation, he just may have found his match. Judging from recent news headlines alone, the Canadian housing market has its share of challenges. These include fears of a housing crisis, high and increasing prices that make home ownership difficult for many. There are also fears that the housing bubble is set to burst. Against this backdrop, the CMHC strives to promote housing quality, affordability, and choice for Canadians while contributing to the stability of Canada's financial system and housing markets. Whether through mortgage loan insurance, mortgage-backed securities, housing policy and programs, or housing research, CMHC's reports, analysis, and data are relied on to make important housing decisions. Mr. Siddell has been at the helm since this past January and brings a rich background in banking and general management to the role. 
Before joining CMHC, he served as special advisor to the Governor of the Bank of Canada and the bank's senior representative to Toronto. While there, he led projects designed to promote continuous financial markets and the future stability of the Canadian financial system. Today, Mr. Sedell is joined in conversation with Terry Campbell, President of the Canadian Bankers Association. Mr. Campbell has been with the association since 1997 and is the principal spokesperson for the banking industry in Canada. Gentlemen, the Canadian Club of, Canada, of Toronto's podium, Canada's podium of record, is now yours. Good luck. You're yeah, exactly. here. Go ahead. You're there. Thank you're you. There. Of course. I'll go on the other side of you. There you go. Okay. Okay. Good. Relax and sit there. Okay. <clears throat> All right. Well, good. Thank you very much, uh, Jennifer. Good afternoon, everyone. Good afternoon, uh, Mr. Siddall. Good afternoon. May I call you Terry? Yes, you may call Please me. Please call Terry. me Evan. Yeah. We've got, uh, we could probably talk for about uh, four or five hours today on this topic. We're going to keep it to about a half an hour, 25 minutes, a half an hour. Uh, it's a real delight for me to be here to, to speak with Evan. It's on a topic that is of perennial interest in Canada, certainly since the, uh, the latter part of the last deca decade, whether it's, you know, government or, or uh, credit rating agencies. We saw another report from Moody's this morning, for instance, talking about the housing market. Media, uh, individual Canadians, lenders like the banks, it is a topic of current interest. So, we have about uh, 25 minutes. We want to cover three themes today. First, we want to talk about CMHC itself as a manager of risk, but also as, as a key player in ensuring that we continue to have a strong and resilient housing market. I know you've been making some changes, more on the way. I'd like to talk about that. Secondly, and obviously, as, as Jennifer said in her introduction, we want to cover the, the current state of the housing market in Canada. And I think an important part of that discussion, Evan, we want to talk about the, your, your sense of the quality and the availability of data to be able to make an assessment of that strength. And then finally, CMHC is a, is a final theme. CMHC has, has several different roles and mandates. Mortgage insurance to help people get into houses, affordable housing, financial stability. I'd like to talk about how those mandates interact and also get, sort of get, get your sense of how the future is going to unfold for sure. CMHC. And obviously, from my perspective, from my industry's perspective, we, uh, uh, the continuance of a strong CMHC, I think, is an important part of the, uh, the housing uh, makeup in Canada. So let's get right into it. The first theme about CMHC as a manager of risk key player in the, uh, in the housing market. The key word there from my perspective is risk. Now in Canada, as you know, everybody in this audience knows, we did not have a housing crash like uh, some other jurisdictions. A lot of reasons for that. Good policy, good legal framework, good supervision. But I think it's also very important to say, you know, good risk management, prudential approaches on the part of banks when they come to mortgage lending. Uh, however, we, we do hear from some commentators from time to time that, you know, well, it's CMHC that takes all the risk. That banks don't have enough skin in the game. Now, I think, obviously, uh, banks do have an awful lot of skin in the game. If you just look at the growth of their portfolio, it's uh, more growth, quite frankly, quicker on the, on the uninsured side. But we do hear that. So I guess my first question to you is this, Evan. You, you gave a, a speech a couple of weeks ago at the Global Risk Institute. Good speech. 
Thank you. You, comment, you commented there about, uh, uh, it was a good speech. You commented there though about uh, uh, some commentary very briefly about banks, uh, ways of banks taking on more risk. Could you clarify what you meant by that? Just sure. sort of talk a little bit about that. Sure, the first thing I'll, I'll just agree with Terry, your comments that we have a very strong system in Canada. We've got one of the best banking systems in the world. Um, and, and if you don't believe me, just look back a few years ago to the financial crisis in 07 and 08, and Canada survived that very well for a bunch of reasons you outlined. And a big part of that was the prudent management of risk at our banks. And so I, I, I think that is worth saying. When we look at, when, when we CMHC look forward, it's important to anticipate what's coming or what might not, or what, we, what could come and, and not fight the last battle, but fight the next battle. And in the insured market, um, right now, all of that risk is on CMHC's balance sheet and or 90% of it on the government's balance sheet through our private sector competitors. And the government wants to reduce its exposure to the housing market and has asked us to look at options for that and to advise them on it. And, and so that's our responsibility. Our responsibility is to give the government options. And I've said in the past that the idea of having some skin in the game in the insured segment has value to it. And, and it's, it's kind of a classic insurance perspective. In the 19th century, this idea of moral hazard was kicked around in the insurance business that if you took risk away from the people who confronted it in the marketplace, you could lead to bad behavior. And the stupid example is, if you insure someone who's driving a car, they won't be a responsible car driver. <laughs> so I'm not here to tell you our banks aren't responsible car drivers, in fact, quite the opposite. But the idea of a deductible in, in the uh, auto insurance space is a good idea. And, and some kind of structure, and, I, and I'm not, I'm not um, uh, predicting anything in particular, but something along those lines we think is just good economic policy. Okay, so uh, we could talk an awful lot about, uh, about whether the deductible makes sense, because there'd be a lot of ramifications. I, I think this is one of these things where a lot of conversation with the industry will be needed and all that going Most forward. certainly true, Absolutely. and we're committed to that. Yeah. So let's move on from there, but you, you, you mentioned the government's intent. We have seen, Evan, over the last uh, several years, last four or five years anyways, <coughs> a number of changes, the so-called sandbox changes, yeah. changing the, uh, the mortgage insurance criteria. We've seen that OSFI through its B20 guidelines has further tightened. Uh, and we know that uh, this is all on top of all the Basel stuff, all the capital and prudential. CMHC has been also making its own changes. Yeah. And um, I'd like you to just sort of outline for us, not just what the changes are, I think we have a sense of that, but why and what the direction was. And also maybe comment a little bit about, you know, some, some concerns that we hear from time to time that all of these taken together, have we squeezed too much? Is it getting harder for first time Home board, uh, homeowners to get into the market, yeah. that sort of thing. So yeah. what's CMHC doing? So uh, the first thing that, the, that we started this year in looking at what's the proper role of CMHC, and of course we were asked by the government to do this because the government has a hope um, that it will reduce its, its exposure to the housing market in a prudent, responsible way over time. And the insight for us was that CMHC as a crown corporation should attend to Canadians' housing needs, not their wants. Private sector players, um, our competitors in Canada Guarantee and Genworth, are perfectly able to attend to Canadians' housing wants, their aspirations, their second homes, for example. And, and we said to ourselves, well, as a Crown Corporation, really our function is to bridge between pure public support, subsidization, which is not a business we're in as a commercial entity, and pure private sector activity, which 
our competitors will, will persevere with. And so that, that idea of needs versus wants was something that really rang true for us. And so we looked in particular at our mortgage loan insurance portfolio to see what we were doing and made sure we measured against that yardstick of needs versus wants. And Second Homes was clearly an example of a circumstance where, um, where CMHC was actually, in a funny way, compounding the affordability pro problem for new home buyers because we were making it easier for people to buy second homes. Yeah. And we do need to think about affordability in the Canadian market. Indeed, CMHC supports just shy of 600,000 Canadians who can't pay the full amount of, of, uh, of their housing needs through our various uh, assisted housing support programs. So it was against that lens, Terry, that we, that we did what we did. Uh, plans going forward, I know you've, you've focused on, uh, you've talked a little bit about uh, reducing uh, the insurance in force and, and taking away maybe from the wants rather than the needs. Anything else you've got planned on the horizon? Nothing immediate, although I have to tell you, you know, we as a responsible manager of risk, we're looking at all of our programs, we're looking yeah. at, uh, at the pricing of all of our products. That was something that, that you didn't mention that we did look at earlier this year. Of course, we want to make sure that we're not pricing our products in a way that interferes with natural market activity, natural market forces. Uh, and so we'll look at our pricing every year and, uh, and we'll continue to look at everything we do through that lens of needs versus wants and what the proper role of CMHC should be. Okay. Um, I think everybody's uh, really anxious to hear your thoughts about, uh, we might come back to some of these things, but I want to make sure that we sort of cover all of your themes in the time we have available. I think everybody does want to hear your thoughts about the state of the housing market. Yeah. Yeah. I, I hesitate to use the B word, bubble, but you know. Just I like won't. No, oh, there you go. Um, sigh but, in the room. Sigh, sigh of right. relief. But before we get into that, you know, I mentioned right up front the, the, the question about, uh, there's a lot of commentary. Uh, 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 Benjamin Tall from CIBC yeah. put out a, a provocatively titled uh, report not all that long ago called Flying Blind, where he talked about, we just don't know enough yeah. about what's uh, uh, the nature of the marketplace. I think he called upon CMHC and other players to draw upon the, the huge databases that you have, get more stuff out there. Now, I recognize you're doing an awful lot of that. I've seen a lot of change over the last several months. But what's, is there a data gap, a housing market data gap in Canada? And if so, what are you doing to fill it? There are gaps okay. in Canada. Um, and, I, and we think of ourselves as Canada's authority on housing. We want CMHC to be the first entity that comes into your mind as you think about housing information. Of course, we share that responsibility with people like Ben Tal yeah. and folks at other banks and other financial institutions and indeed academic commentators. Journalists have a role to play. That's all true. Um, uh, we, we've actually got a team inside the corporation mm -hmm. looking at our data gaps and assessing those. Um, we have ourselves and, and, and we have a responsibility to share with Canadians the information about our own portfolio. So in our quarterly financial reporting already this year, we report to you on our loan-to-value, our credit scores by different markets, by different cohorts. We're sharing all that information um, with Canadians, and, and hopefully those of you who are, are analyzing the Canadian housing market look at that. We have that only for CMHC business. So one of the things we're looking at is trying to get it market-wide, the same sorts of information market-wide. Uh, you will remember that we published a survey on, uh, on, on condo ownership by, uh, by non-residents. Non um, and unfortunately, we're a little constrained in our ability to do that because people often invest through nominee corporations, um, which they're perfectly entitled to do, and there are privacy issues associated with accessing information by so-called foreign owners. 
rather than not publishing what we knew, which in the past was, we, 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 it bothered us that the information was incomplete. Well, we made a decision that if we just tell you it's incomplete, but here's the information we have, that's still good information mm -hmm. to share with folks. So on top of that, um, we have a, a responsibility, we think, as Canada's authority on housing to try and get more information and fill these gaps, and that's a high project, a high priority for us. I should tell you, by the way, that the transparency that we're trying to offer about our own business, uh, the fact that we're speaking more often, is also trying to sponsor more of this conversation around housing market and housing activity. Well, I, I, I applaud you for that. I think the, there is, uh, I said in my opening remarks, there is such a tremendous amount of interest and focus on this, and a, a real hunger for uh, a voice of authority and a voice of you know, quality analysis. So good luck on that, and I know we'll be chatting as, we, as uh, our staff have over time, and uh, we'll see where to go. Good. So the house, state of the housing market, state of the, the housing B word. Market. It is, we, we tend to talk about the Canadian housing market as this one monolithic market. You can't pick up a house in Vancouver and sell it in Moncton. <laughs> That's right. And uh, in fact, our folks look at uh, one of the great advantages we have is we have folks from coast to coast. We're a national institution, and so we have economists and, and people who are market an analysts operating in most markets in Canada, and we look at discrete markets in Canada. We will be sharing this fall through our regular Housing Outlook conferences, information on regional market activity, and in general, we're not concerned about the collection of those markets in terms of where we are in Canada. For sure, we have overvalued markets. We definitely have overvalued markets. But the framework we use, the model we use, looks at several issues. It looks at overvaluation. It looks at acceleration in prices. It looks at oversupply in, in or uh, accumulating builder inventories. And it looks at an excess in demand, the sales to new listings ratio, for example. And we think using a multivariable tool is a better tool than, than just looking at sales to new listings, for example. You can't evaluate a market with respect to one item. There's too much noise in these series and, and too much lack of comparability. So when we look at different markets through that model, we are, the Canadian housing market is robust. Prices are elevated, they're high, um, but we're not alarmed, we're not alarmed. And, and we will be providing, my colleagues will be providing more information region by region. I will say that in Canada, we have a tilted market the fundamentals supporting the housing market are stronger out west than they are out east. And you know our, our, the regional complexity in Canada. We have many landscapes in Canada. We have many different housing markets just like it. And so that's, we think, the responsible way uh, to look at the Canadian housing market. Well, I agree with that. I mean, everything that I hear from uh, my membership would say the same thing. Uh, and uh, you know, you look at your colleagues in the, the Bank of Canada and the minister, the same kind of similar commentary. However, we, we do continue to, to hear this talk about um, uh, elevated yeah. uh, debt levels yeah. and you know, housing as a concern. And from my perspective, we, we try to set the record straight. We try to prevent, uh, present some context because I think it's sometimes not as well informed commentary as it could be. And uh, I, would, I would think that's part of your role as well. Partly, I have to say we are more concerned uh, about elevated levels of consumer debt than we are about the state of the housing market. You know, at, at 164, I think is the number now of, um, of debt to income in Canada. That's a pretty high number and it's pretty high by historic standards. It's pretty high relative to pre-crisis levels in the US. We take some comfort from the fact 
that our arrears rates in our business, your, 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 your constituents' business and ours, are a third of, a third of 1%. They're very, very low. Uh, interest rates are low. Affordability in the Canadian housing market is actually pretty solid. Uh, Canadian uh, household balance sheets are very strong. Five the assets tend to be five times liabilities. But debt is elevated. Mm -hmm. It for sure is, and that's a concern. The other thing that we don't talk much about and, and this is a, it's a bit of a lesson of the financial crisis. When we talk about debt to income, we're thinking about credit. Well, the financial crisis taught us to think about liquidity. And if you think about the liquidity of Canadian household or, or homeowners balance sheets, net worth is about 48% residential real estate. If, we ha if something comes to Canada from offshore, some event in the Middle East, China goes sideways somehow, or something happens in Europe um, that results in unemployment here in Canada, the Canadian consumer's ability to, to generate cash resources is lower than it was in the past because so much money is tied up in homes. Mm -hmm. um, that's something we think about as well in, in terms of the future of the Canadian economy. It's interesting, you, you made reference to the, uh, to the uh, mortgage and arrears rate, which is at less than less than half a percent. In fact, I think it's about 0.28%. Uh, if you look at the United States, Certainly during the height of the crisis, it was, you know, multiples of that. I think now it's sitting at about 10 times. Canadians, I like to say, and you'd expect me to say this, but, you know, Cana uh, Cana Canadian banks are good, careful, prudent lenders. But Canadians, individual Canadians, I think are very, on the whole, very careful borrowers. And that, that mortgage and arrears rate has stayed has stayed below that half a percent through good times and bad times, high, in, high interest rates, low interest rates, high unemployment, low. It's, I think it's a, it's a character of the, the we're, we're very careful borrowers. Again, I'm citing uh, uh, Benny Tall here and other bank economists in the audience, I love you all as well, but Benny just happens to have written a couple of articles about this. He, just recently, he, he has flagged that Canadians are using the low interest rate environment to, to really pay down their mortgage and repay their principal at a faster kind of rate than one might have expected. Have you, have you seen that? Is that your perspective? Well, we haven't seen quite that behavior in our portfolio. Um, uh, and so I, I, it's, not, it's not something that, uh, that we're familiar with from our numbers. Yeah. But, uh, but it does need to be said that, you know, and again, pointing back to the financial crisis, the prudent management of risk by our banks is something we can be very proud of. And, and when you have arrears of one third of one percentage point, that at the end of the day is because we have strong underwriting in Canada um, and strong underwriting in our business. As I said, our arrears, we published this in June 30th for the CMHC portfolio is 33 basis points, exactly one third of 1%. The CBA's number is 0.28, it's a slightly yeah. different group. Right, ballpark. Yeah. Ballpark, you know, it's, uh, it, it, we have good lending practices in this country. So you mentioned very, very briefly in passing, passing some of the risks that you, you flagged uh, that may pinch if, in fact, we, uh, you know, we are in this high, uh, higher than normal debt environment. Elaborate a little bit on the risks that you're monitoring and you worry about. Yeah, there's the risks that we're familiar with, and those are all internal risks and risks associated yeah. with the housing market, all of which we've talked about, housing markets, individual housing markets, how they behave relative to each other. Uh, the level of risk on our balance sheet, our capital. We recently announced that we'll be increasing yeah. our minimum uh, target capital from 200% to 220%. That's something that, that we stress test our portfolio and review with our board, and our board decided that, that the 10% increase was appropriate. Um, but with elevated levels of debt and, and constrained liquidity that we talked about, 
the thing that actually impacts uh, housing risk in general, and I mean loan risk, but of course our insured loans are part of that, is a persistent level of unemployment. Yeah. And so we need to think about what sorts of events can result in a, a high and persistent level of unemployment in Canada. The Canadian economy is actually pretty strong, but we have an open economy. Yeah. We trade with other nations in the world, and it really is those things that, that uh, we talk about. And so uh, our board uh, will meet on Friday, and we will talk about external risks and risks we, don't, we can't manage and we can't control, those things that could come home. Deflation in Europe, which is happening in Greece, Spain, a number of other peripheral economies. But deflation at the core of Europe, you know, that's a, that's a major challenge with one of our significant trading partners. As I said, what's going on in Hong Kong and how that can persist in China. You can imagine all the different scenarios that could be difficult for us in Canada. And so they're sort of second order risks, but as a best in class risk manager, which CMHC aspires to be, entrusted with your money, um, we need to think in those terms. So let's talk about, let's go back to CMHC's role and mandate here. And you, as I mentioned right up front, you're this third broad theme and you know, what the future might look like. You've got a number of mandates. You, you do help Canadians to get into housing through mortgage insurance. You, you have the affordable housing mandate. Mm -hmm. You have, uh, you serve underserved markets. You also have a very important financial stability uh, role, which, which uh, you briefly re uh, referred to. I wouldn't mind hearing a little bit about how those, particularly the financial stability aspect works uh, relative to the other themes, and, and then give us a sense of what the future holds for your organization. Yeah. Um, a, a lot of our work as a management team with the board so far this year has been to think about what CMHC's proper role is. And yeah. I talked about needs versus wants. The other idea is that we need to build an organization that's kind of a shock absorber. Um, one that can get out of the way of the private sector in what we call peacetime yeah. and, and can occupy space that's vacated by the private sector in wartime uh, when people are constraining their balance sheets and bringing money home. And liquidity stuff. Li liquidity, for example, sure, uh, absolutely right, as we did through the insured mortgage purchase program in the financial crisis, CMHC, as CMHC did. So uh, an organization that, that can be versatile is a different kind of organization. You know, we're not chasing market share per se. It's, it's a bit of a Goldilocks strategy, right? Not too much. Not too little, just so, enough. So you're not chasing market share, but are you seeking to consciously shrink we, it? We are, we're slowly declining market share as a result of getting out of several businesses. Yeah. But again, not too much, yeah. because we need to maintain a minimum size that we can recover potentially 100% market share in a crisis. We have to be able to see that through to be the proper shock absorber in the system. Um, in addition to that, though, we service all Canadians in all communities. And the private sector is entitled to choose what markets it wants to participate in. In order for us to have a balanced pool of risk, we need to be participating in every market. So because we need to serve markets that are underserved, we need to have some size in, all, in the competitive markets as well. And the trick to getting that balance right, we need to be very deliberate about getting there. But what I'm hearing you saying that this is, again, contrary to what, what some commentators would either call for or report, I'm hearing you describe a CMHC that is an ongoing and fairly robust organization over the long term. Our vision for CMHC is that we are the heart of a world-leading housing system, world-leading housing system we all understand. And that's measured against 
the next event, not the past event. We had a pretty good last event, but we don't get credit for that today, and, and, and we shouldn't in terms of taking credit for what we're doing. I try to, but yeah. you know. Well, you, you, and you can. Yeah, that's right. Um, the hard part is that we really are at the core, um, that we're at the center. The other thing is, because of our assisted housing activities, there's an element of caring and empathy in what we do. Um, in the government entrusts us with $2 yeah. billion dollars a year to help people in, in direct housing need. So the CMHC of the future will be a more versatile organization, um, and, uh, and it will be one that, uh, that I think in time will weather the next storm, whatever it is, even more vigorously than we've done in the past. You talked a little bit about one, one doesn't often hear from, a, from the head of a government organization the word care and empathy. So can you talk a little bit about, about the culture at, at CMHC? Like where do you, where, you have a board, we met some of the board today, you are the CEO. Where do you, where do you want to take the organization? Just as, a, as an organization. Yeah, so I'm, I'm gonna argue with you for a sec because my experience with public servants in Ottawa and, and our public leaders is these people care about what they do. This was they, a joke. I know, I, I know. Yeah. I can't but take I, that joke. Yeah. <laughs> As a former uh, public servant, I agree with you. Yeah, and, and the amount of caring and, and seriousness that people devote to public policy in this country is another great strength of this place. Yeah. Um, and but, I do agree with that. But, <laughs> thank you. When I arrived at CMHC, the first thing I did was talk to people about, you know, what is this place? There's kind of the classic, what do you do in the first 90 days, as little as possible, and listen to people. And one of my colleagues, uh, one of our senior vice presidents said to me, you know, the core of this place is we have a soul. Hmm. And um, the, the, we now express our mission as helping Canadians meet their housing needs. It's a very empathetic, caring kind of orientation. You know, we care about the fact that it's hard for first-time home buyers to get into a, a price in a, in a market with elevated prices, wherever that is in Canada. That um, you know that they've got to put some amount of money in ahead of their mortgage, uh, down on their mortgage. It's it's difficult, and and we hope that Canadians will take that responsibility seriously because that at the end of the day is the core source of stability. Canadians making prudent investment decisions. So we need to try and give them information so that they can make those decisions responsibly and, and we can all guide this ship of economic state together. Well, I think uh, we've covered a lot of territory, Evan. I think we're uh, checking by my watch. We're just about at the end of uh, the time for the conversation. I know, as I said earlier, we could go on and on and on, but Last word to you. Is there anything that you want to share with me or share with the crowd that uh, you feel is important maybe we haven't touched on? I don't think so. Um, I don't think so. You know, it's, I'll have to say it's interesting coming into this room with so many familiar faces. I yeah. wasn't sure if this is a friendly audience or an unfriendly audience. Um, the, the, as I said, the responsibility for our future really is with all of us. And, and those of us in public service, you know, the focus gets turned on us because we're in the positions we are, but, but the future depends on all of us working together. So whether it's the Canadian Bankers Association with CMHC or other stakeholders we have, we CMHC are committed to being open with you and transparent about, we know, about what we know so that we can all share in, in the future of our country and in managing the risk that is take taxpayers, we all share in, in our balance sheet in particular. So thanks for the time today, and thanks to the Canadian Club for including us. Well, Evan, you have, uh, you have a big job. It's an important job. I think you've outlined uh, the caring aspects and, the, and uh, the structural aspects. I thank you for being so frank with us. And ladies and gentlemen, I hope you enjoyed that. I had a great time. Evan, that was thanks, great. Terry. Thank you.
Good afternoon, my name is Fred Mifflin and I'm a director of the Canadian Club. Uh, Evan and Terry, thank you very much for engaging us in a wide-ranging discussion on the conditions, trends, and policy challenges facing Canadian housing today. As was talked about, the housing sector has in many ways carried the Canadian economy through the toughest economic environment that we've seen in almost a century. Both CMHC and our banking sector have played vital roles in facilitating this economic growth. Evan, we wish you well as you set about implementing CMHC's ambitious corporate plan of continuing to support our housing markets and financial system in a prudent manner. Terry, thank you for leading us in an enlightening discussion today, and to your members for the role they play in fostering Canada's economic growth and success. We're counting on the collective support and expertise of both of your organizations to keep housing and our economy on secure footings. Thanks very much for being with us here today. I'd like to echo Fred's message and thank Evan and Terry for an insightful and informative discussion. Before I adjourn today's meeting, I'd like to draw your attention to the event survey card that's on each of your tables. The Canadian Club is always looking for ways to improve your experience, so please take a minute to help us by sharing your thoughts and comments, including whether you like our new shortened luncheon format. We very much appreciate the feedback. This concludes our program today. Please visit the Canadian Club website to download the webcast and podcast of today's event. To learn more about the club and its, our upcoming events, please visit us at www.canadianclub.org. Thanks to all of you for joining us. This meeting is now adjourned. Have a good afternoon.